do 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 or he liked to sleep on the floor of my bedroom those are the options he would want to have happen <laughs> neither are acceptable neither are great no although sometimes every once in a while the podcast rolls around and he's actually asleep and he doesn't come up and knock on the door and go I can't sleep and then i angrily gesture at him does he have like a nightlight does that help yeah oh no there is absolutely the same darn light we've had in there for years. It's like it's very nice. He's never complained about it being too dark. Yeah, I got nothing. I'm I'm like this close to just being like no YouTube ever again. <laughs> We're done. It's, I mean, maybe I'd like a no YouTube within like the last four hours before going to sleep. Yeah, that might be good too. Yeah. It's the slightly less extreme. It is, but he gets home from school like four hours uh, before he goes to sleep, right. and he wants. Screen time after school, which I can understand. Mm-hmm. Okay, so last two hours know. then. Sure, maybe two, maybe one. Yeah. We'll do some experimenting here. Yeah, let him be like, all right, you can jump on YouTube for the as soon as you get home from school, but only for 60 minutes. After that, it's all homework and chores. Right, and all of the chores. Yeah, all the chores, like, I don't know. how. I, this is a 10-year-old, yeah? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what chores you'd give a 10-year-old. <laughs> Uh, well, we're having him do his own laundry, mm-hmm. kind of starting on that, which is kind of interesting. Um, all the kids work together to take care of the garbage, taking the garbage out every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, they help set the table, he mows the lawn once a week. I don't know. It's not like something every day, but. Yeah. Hmm. Something mm. that's very revolting, you just give him a pit boy and be like, all right, <laughs> go take the goat. <laughs> Go take the goat. Yeah. What? The um, in Fallout, it, Fallout Three, you turn ten, you get the um, Pip Boy. The Pip Boy. Yeah. Yeah. And then they later, when you turn like eighteen, they give you a goat to determine what job you're gonna do, and then that's it. That's the job you get. What What does the goat do? The, the goat's what? a test. Yeah. yeah. It it. Are you supposed to like? So if you like, you slaughter and eat the goat, you're a butcher. Sure. No, 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 the goat is just the name of the test, like the SATs. Right, it's just called the goat. Oh, the G O A T. Yes, the goat. It's not. It's not called the SAT. It's called the SATs. No, but they do call it the goat. Well, that's stupid. Because when you're explaining to somebody over a purely audio medium like podcast, they just assume that the child is given a goat, and then what they do with the goat determines what their future job is. That's exactly what I understood you to mean. Generalized occupational aptitude test. Oh, okay. So there's not a literal goat. It's 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 a test. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Oh, and it's required to take at the age of 16. But I mean 10, 16. What's the difference? Same thing, really. Yeah. yeah. And one of the questions is, if we give you a goat, what will you do with it? Maybe. <laughs> Probably not. Actually, I have the questions here. There's 10 questions. Is there anything about a goat? Um, crazy vault scientist while working as the intern clinic at the clinic. You discover a lost boy in the lower levels. You made it to the baseball team. Your grandma invites you to tea. You get surprised when she gives you a pistol and asks you to kill another vault resident. <laughs> This is. These are all in-depth questions. I thought this was going to be like multiple choice. No, well, they are multiple choice. I'm, oh, I'm just okay. not reading the answers. Yeah, yeah, but they are. They're more like situational, not like. Yeah. What is the most important thing about growing up in the vault? No, it's like a calisthenics. 
A fellow vault resident is in possession of Grognak the Barbarian comic book, issue number one. You want it. What's the best way to obtain it? Murder them and take it. Answer one, trade the comic book for your own valuable possessions. Two, steal the comic mm-hmm. book at gunpoint. Three, sneak into the resident's mm-hmm. quarters and steal the comic book from his desk. Slip some, or four, slip some knockout drugs into the resident's Nuka-Cola and take the comic book while he's unconscious. But none of them are kill the owner of the comic book and then take their stuff. Correct. Because, like, you knock them out or you sneak in and steal it, they're going to know who it was. Uh, theoretically. I mean, assuming you're stupid and openly coveted the comic book, right? Right. right. Which I assume you did. Probably. Because you grew up in a vault. Like, how smart you can can you steal it at gunpoint, and if they refuse, you can shoot them at that point, probably. Right. There you go. There you go. And then you're like, oh, there was a murder in the vault. I wonder who could have done it. There's only six people here. I guess depending on the vault you're in, some of them are bigger than others. Yes. Six of them were actually proper vaults the rest of all crazy experiments right yeah. right 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 which end of the world might as well do some experimenting for science exactly that's how i see it anyway question 10 who's indisputably the most important person in vault 101 he who shelters us from the harshness of the atomic wasteland to whom we owe everything we have including our lives options one through four the overseer <laughs> <laughs> boo if you write in a new answer and you're like me what job do they give you? <laughs> it's unfortunately not coded into the game. <laughs> Aww. That'd be awesome. They're like, all right, you can either answer A, B, C, or D, or you can write in your own answer at the end and see what they do. That would be great, but no. That'd be good. One day there will be a video game that allows that kind of freedom for the player. It'll happen. See, that's the thing. That's where the immersion comes in, is when you can literally do anything within a game and the game can handle it. Mm-hmm. That would be that would be ideal game. That would be basically full dive VR is what you would need for it yes. to be truly immersive. Like, incredibly immersive. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, even the holodeck in Star Trek, there are some instances where, like, they try to do something, and the, I mean, the hologram version of the person they're talking to, like, flips out and says, I can't do that. Hmm. So, even Star Trek hasn't figured out that one. It's a tough problem. Yeah. Speaking of Star Trek, there was a, uh, I have a co-worker who's a huge Star Trek fan. Mm-hmm. A Trekkie? Yeah, he's a Trekkie. He identifies as a Trekkie. And I asked him his thoughts on Star Trek Enterprise, which is widely considered the worst of all Star Trek TV series. Mm-hmm. And it's be- I haven't actually watched any Enterprise. I've watched a lot of Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and some Star Trek. Is it? What is the latest? Star Trek Discovery. Yep, that's on CBS All Access that I attained through non-CBS All Access means. Because, yeah, the latest Star Trek is available only through a pay-force a TV network channel like there's an over air network cbs that makes that has programming that's only available through their like own netflix service it's so stupid Mm. it's very cbs though like cbs is for old people and run by old people and they're so behind the times on everything okay that said they dominate the ratings for traditional networks because they appeal to old people and old people still watch traditional tv so they kill everything else in ratings because of that huge huge market of middle aged to old people who don't understand that you can use the internet to watch things that you want to watch and they just plunk down in the tv and watch channel cbs right anyway so star trek discovery is on this which people are kind of upset about but then it wasn't that good anyway so i don't think anybody cared but uh the reason i asked was because i've been kind of trolling around youtube sometimes and i have a couple free minutes and just watching clips of star trek episodes that people feel are worthy of uploading Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm So there's this part of Enterprise, which actually takes place prior to the original series. So this is 
I mean, I should like this show because I always talk about how I like space travel to be dirty and dangerous and gritty and stuff, right? And you can die. Space wants to kill you. Mm -hmm. And that's what this is. Enterprise is at the time when humans are spacefaring, but it's incredibly dangerous and scary. Okay. That said, it's so boring. It's so <laughs> boring. And it's so slow. The scene that gets uploaded that I watch, right, is the captain of the ship and his Vulcan, like, first officer, whatever. They're, for some reason, the only people on the bridge. And their ship is flying through an asteroid field. And now this should be intense. This should be really, like, just frightening, intense. And my heart rate should increase, right? Right. Yes. No. It's literally just different camera cuts of him talking to her, asking what heading to put in. And she tells him... 3.1 mark 429 and then he puts it in and then he asks her again where now and she says 6.9 mark 342 and they do this for like three minutes and it's interspersed with like really terrible cgi of these asteroids like plinking off of the starship and then they have to use the weapons to blast some of the asteroids apart because they can't maneuver fast enough to get around them and that looks so bad too so it ends and it's probably the least exciting asteroid belt scene in all of science fiction. I mean, I, and I, I nearly fell asleep listening to you tell it. I know. See? And so then I go to the comments, and one of the top comments that's upvoted on YouTube is, mm, the most exciting scene in an otherwise boring episode of Enterprise. And I was like, what? <laughs> this is the best part of a whole episode of Enterprise? That. Oh, I'll I'll send you a link so you can enjoy it yourself. Okay. If I have any trouble uh, getting to sleep. Yeah, I mean it's what's funny play is for your son. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Before bedtime, I'll just play that scene. I'm like, but dad, I don't want to watch that again. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up and watch this. You need to go to sleep. What was I gonna say? Da, da, da. Oh, and then at the beginning. He's like, how much longer before we're out? She says six minutes. And then literally the rest of the YouTube clip is three and a half minutes long. So I don't know. Like, I don't know how that's supposed to make any sense whatsoever. But the point is, I asked my coworker, who's a huge Star Trek fan, uh, if he likes Enterprise. And he goes, yes. Ooh. And he goes, that's not, a, that's not an opinion that is held by most Star Trek fans, but I love all Star Trek everything. And then he said that Voyager was his least favorite Star Trek series. And I was like, what? That was crazy. He had some crazy opinions. And then I remembered you haven't watched any Star Trek at all, so you can't be any help in this conversation. That's hmm. yeah, true. I, I know nothing about Star Trek. That's true. <laughs> One day, you'll have some copious free time, no. and uh, you'll watch some Star Trek. I haven't been to work in like nine days. Like I'm on, hol on holidays, finishing that up a couple days ago as this comes out. I, I did not at any point think, I should watch some Star Trek. Nope. Definitely not. There's too much other stuff to watch. Yeah, I watched uh, Final Space. Uh, like, I finished it now. Oh, good. Okay. Solid show. Should watch it. Uh, way better than Disenchantment. <laughs> yeah, so I actually watched the first episode of Disenchantment. Yeah, it's okay, but not brilliant. It definitely wasn't. It's like, they're. I can get what they're trying to do, mm. but it just doesn't put it together. It's not all complete mm. there. It's very strange. It gets a little better with the subsequent episodes. Like, I think I got to episode four or five. And I was just like, I have to put yeah. this down. It's not that great. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm willing to give shows a pass on the pilot. Because sometimes the pilot's incredible. I'm looking at you, Lost. And sometimes pilots are hot garbage and they figure it out later. I understand that. Uh, but, yeah. If it gets marginally better after four or five episodes, hmm. I don't, I don't think it's... I think one of the complaints I had about the pilot was pacing. Hmm. 
It's just there's a lot of dead air between stuff. It's not like from what I expect from a Matt Groening created something with Simpsons and Futurama is zip, 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 zip. Stuff's happening. Conversations happening. Sight gags are happening. Pratfalls are going down. And this is just like we're okay kind of sitting here looking at stuff for a couple seconds. And it's weird. Yeah, it's a bit strange. Also, I've kind of like grown out of some of that humor where it's like, oh, we're instead of tapping the elf for his blood, we're going to tap the pig. And I get it if, like, it would have been funny if they had just filled the one vial that they were trying to fill, but instead they flood the room with the pig's blood. What the what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Happens in, like, episode two or something. They're trying to gain, like, harness the magical essence of the elf for the king so he can live forever. And, except elves don't have a lot of blood, so he has to sit on, you know, with, like, an IV pulling his blood all night. The elf just can't produce any more blood. He can only do, like, one drop a day. The king threatens to kill him, so the princess grabs a pig and goes to tap it and fill the vial up. And apparently she throws away like, oh, pigs are 80% blood, didn't you know? And then they cut to the next day and the room is like two feet flooded with pig's blood. So, okay. So magic is, exists in this show. To a degree. Yeah. But pigs but pigs should have the same amount of blood that pigs have in our world, right? I would say so, yeah. Unless you've got a magic pig. Okay. Right. Do they have a magic pig? No. Yeah. That's a weird choice. Why would they do that? I don't know. <laughs> that do not matter. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, hmm. maybe I won't keep going with this one then. No, I don't recommend it. Sounds good. And it's Into Space, right? I remember I looked for it the other day Final and space? the service it was on. I was like, oh, hmm. Into Space. Final Space. It's on Netflix. Wait, what? What are we talking about? Into Space. What's that? I don't know. Final Space. Yeah. Final Space. So... So it's on your Netflix. Yeah. Because your Netflix is not my Netflix. Is it not on your Netflix? I don't think so. I think I looked for it on Netflix. Maybe I looked for the wrong thing, though. Hold on. Ooh, the icons are color now. Yeah. I've been on that for a while. Uh, guess what auto played when I went to Netflix.com? What? A trailer for Disenchantment with audio. Boo, Netflix. Oh, speaking of boo, Netflix, they, uh, they say they're not ads, but they're recommendations for other shows that'll play in between episodes of watching one show. Yeah, that was the greatest thing. They're like, hey, by the way, we're doing this. And everybody said, you're showing us ads. And they said, no, we're not. Smoke bomb. And then ran away. Freaking Netflix. I believe the one of the best memes I saw was uh, it's, it's Obi-Wan talking to Netflix and saying, you were meant to destroy traditional TV, not join <laughs> them. <laughs> I mean, I kind of get what they're saying. Netflix isn't like running ads for dove or laundry detergent or mcdonald's or anything but it still sucks they're showing ads for other shows on their service it's, it's yeah like, what does it matter what shows i watch i'm still on your service why do you need to show me ads for it right well because they want you they want you to be aware of all the programming they have so you never cancel your subscription because there's always something else on your list you need to watch next yes but if i'm already okay. sitting here watching there's a pretty good chance i'm not going to cancel my subscription it, advertising to a captured audience well what if you're just watching it because you want to watch the bojack horseman and then you cancel your subscription until the next season comes out but then you see an ad for like i don't know friends and you're waiting you're like oh this has friends and then you don't cancel your subscription and binge watch all of friends for the next two months and they keep your money if you're the kind of <laughs> two months please it's like three weeks but <laughs> <laughs> some of us have a lot of things to do Anyway, continue. If you're the kind of person who's going to sign up for Netflix just to watch one show and then intend to cancel, I don't think there's really many other shows that are going to entice you to stick around. Well, okay. So here's how I got into Netflix. Netflix had Lost. 
That was literally the only reason we got Netflix back in 2007 or 2008 was because it had Lost. And we binged all of Lost that it had on the DVDs Mm -hmm. back then. Uh And then we were like, oh, they also have all the Simpsons. And we kept the subscription. We were not planning on keeping Netflix forever. We got it solely for Lost. But then we became aware of the other programming that it had and kept it going. And we've never let our subscription (laughs) lapse ever since. Okay, but did it require them to advertise that they had the Simpsons? No. See? I mean, I don't know how I figured it. I mean, I guess just through the homepage. Yeah. I was like, hey, look. Because it was a website, right? Mm. And you would click around and then they'd send you the DVDs. It was, man... I forget sometimes that Netflix was a DVD-only service for a very long time. Yeah. Fortunately, they they were never a DVD service here. Oh, they just went straight streaming in Australia, Yeah, because huh? they only came out like two years ago in Australia. Holy crap, you guys don't get anything on time. <laughs> sure don't. Two years ago. Yeesh. Yeah, that makes sense. They still offer the DVDs. If you pay like twice your subscription amount in America, they'll give you the DVDs and the streaming. Wow. Why would any... And the reason... Well, yes. The reason you do that is because the DVD selection has a ton of movies. Really, really good. Like, recent movies uh, that you don't get on streaming in the U.S. Yeah. I would imagine it because if you're a streaming a movie, you need to have, like, a continual licensing agreement because it's you, you're a company displaying that movie for someone else. But if you own the disc, you can do whatever you want with the disc. There's no... Yeah, exactly. You can send it to whoever, whenever. Yeah. And for some reason... Licensing doesn't matter as much for TV because they have all the good TV. Mm. Uh, but movies are much, much more difficult. I'm not saying they don't have any. They have uh, some very specific agreements with uh, Disney for their Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, you'll get stuff like Infinity War on Netflix mm-hmm. eventually. Although Disney is actually, they have announced cre- the creation of their own Netflix-like service. Mm. And so that's going to end pretty soon. Yeah, probably. Yeah. One Punch Man is on Netflix now. I'm going to rewatch that. Is it? It's on my Netflix. Remember, your Netflix is not the same. We should call it like... America Netflix and Australia Netflix because they're literally so different. Netflix, um, <laughs> yeah, One Punch Man not on my Netflix. Yeah, what? and I don't have Final Space. If I search for Final Space, it's like, do you want to watch Orange is the New Black? That's weird. No, that's not the same thing. It says Final Space is a Netflix show. It has the Netflix logo in the top left-hand corner saying it's one of their shows, like a Netflix original. Apparently outside of America, it sure is. Huh. Searching for One Punch Man, it sh- says, uh, recommends I watch Tokyo Ghoul and Seven Deadly Sins, two great animes. Oh, it does a better job suggesting for you. Mm. Whiffed so hard. <laughs> So hard. Okay, okay. in fairness, it does have Bojack. It does have Big Mouth, which I've seen some things uh, about. Yeah, I've seen a little of that on my cup of tea. No, it's very like, here's how awkward it is to be a teenager. And I'm like, I, I don't want to remember any of that, actually. <laughs> I prefer to move on with my life, not remembering any of the awkwardness. Mm. And also, I don't care to know about what it's like when a girl first gets her period. Nope. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Thanks. We'll just move right along. Exactly. But yeah, I've got one punch man. So I actually, I need to rewatch that. I think I'll do that. Okay. Adding to my watch list. Here's a thumbs up. I originally watched it on Hulu because that's where it lived. Okay. But now it lives on Netflix, I guess. This is so confusing. <laughs> so all the different services all competing and new ones are being added all the time. And I mean, I guess it's better than traditional TV and cable because you're really just whatever they wanted to put on is the stuff that was available to you. And this seems like a much better selection than cable TV was giving me. Mm. But it's starting to get to the point where it's more expensive. Like if you do Hulu and Netflix and the Disney streaming service, and right, it just starts to add up. Yeah. Boo. It's an issue. But I mean, it, is. it just means whoever can get the best shows is going to win. Eventually, it'll get to the point where people just only subscribe to their two or three. Like I would say two at most. 
or someone who's got a significantly better selection will just blow everyone out of the water if they can come to a reasonable agreement with everyone else like from content producers to have their stuff I mean, that's what it's going to take to stop people bringing out the things is no one using them yeah. if quality content created like disney can have their own streaming service and that's the only place you can get disney it's like very hard to fight that because disney's an uber mega corporation in that sense it is but here's the thing if you have a prestige show mm. if you have the handmaid's tale if you have game of thrones if you have orange is the new black if you have better call saul if you have any number of shows that are like people really really like these shows and will watch them no matter where they are they're not going to cancel the subscription like i have hbo solely for silicon valley and uh, game of thrones mm. and i have hulu because of castle rock and I have Netflix because of Stranger Things and all their other content. So what I'm saying is, as long as you have a really popular, really hit prestige TV show um, or movie or something that's consistently coming, I don't think you can die. I think people will keep subbed to you just for that one thing. Hmm. I guess it's the difference between me and the greater population. I would never just be subscribed for one thing. Really? There's no one thing that would make you subscribe to a service? Nope. Nothing? Nothing. Friends. No, I, what if there was only one place you could get friends? It doesn't matter. I've, I've it. already opened it digitally. I can access friends whenever I want. <sighs> You're ruining my hypothetical. I know. What if? The, the ability to purchase <laughs> digital media makes selling someone like a set of discs for twenty nine ninety nine is much more appealing to a distributor than a streaming service, right? Especially when it's, it's more profitable. It's more profitable, right? So yep. the ability to for me to buy one show rather than pay a subscription just to watch it, if that show comes out digitally, I'm just going to buy it. Fair enough. I haven't bought digital content in a, such a long time, or physical content for that matter. Well, yeah, sorry. I meant not content, but uh, TV shows and movies in particular. Yeah. yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Side note, as I'm scrolling through my Netflix front page, mm -hmm. I'm annoyed that the like the thumbnail for Death Note yeah has what's her face annoying fangirl blonde Misa, like Misa? yes she's on the front wearing like thigh high stockings and like a black corset it's like <laughs> no that's not what death note is about this isn't about hot girls go away it's definitely misrepresenting death note 100 percent. someone's gonna click on this and be like "Ooh, yeah hot anime girls and be like wait what there's no hot girls in the first four episodes <laughs> but then they'll get sucked in and it'll be good anyway yeah <laughs> death note is fantastic <laughs> So good. Okay, so Death Note isn't even on my Netflix. Okay, we should play a game where we find something that is on both of our Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> but the live action show is. The movie. The live action movie is. Oh, boo. <laughs> it, it's bad. I can't. It's so oh. bad. Oh, yeah, me too. I've got both. Why the crap is it set in America? It's in San Francisco. Why? I don't, I don't know. I thought it was Seattle. Is it San Francisco? I think it's, it could be. I don't know. <laughs> You don't know. All you American cities look the same to me. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, Seattle and San Francisco have very similar climates. It rains a lot and it's foggy, so you probably couldn't tell the difference just from looking at it. My Google Foo is better than yours. Where is it? Where is it set? Yeah, does it say? Seattle, Washington. Ah, Bam, damn. found it on the Wikipedia. Yeah, Seattle. I thought so. But I just... <laughs> it's still really bad. So many poor, poor choices. Why? Like, there's a lot of stuff in it that just doesn't make sense as well. Yeah. The first time he meets, um, what's the Shinigami's name? Crap. William Defoe. <laughs> Not the voice actor, but the actual. I Ryuk. can't remember. 
Ryuk. Yes. Ryuk. Something like that. Ryuk yeah. destroys a classroom. Like, the entire thing is just obliterated. Are there people inside? No, it was just him, because apparently he was the only person at detention, and there was need, no need to have a teacher. Oh, like, right, of course. And mm -hmm. then he just gets up and walks away. No problem. Light does? Yeah, Light Yagami. Yeah. But, huh, how many... And it never comes back up. Like, there's no teacher, like, searching around for a student that wrecked a classroom. Nothing. Why should it come up? Decisions. Decisions are hard, Somicron. And I'm letting the trailer play, and I'm just reminded about yeah. how many, all the, all the deaths in it come off as a kind of, like, final destination. Kind of cheesy, the, all the yeah, yeah, yeah. hyper-exaggerated. Yeah, it's just ladder coming off the top roof rack of a car and just decapitating someone. Oh, yeah, that's final destination stuff for sure. Yeah. Ah, but the anime is so good. So All right, good. I'm going to stop watching this. Yeah. Yeah. The anime is so good. <laughs> and then I'll take a potato chip and, and I'll eat it. <laughs> All right, so we need to find something that is not a Netflix original that is on both of our Netflix because the Death Note live action is a Netflix original. Hmm. Um, is Attack on Titan on your Netflix? I think we talked about <laughs> nope. this. No. no. Still uh, not because they add things. Still not. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Uh, I believe that is on here. Let me have a look. <gasps> Full yes. metal. Full metal jacket, full metal alchemist, the live action movie, which is awful. <gasps> no! They don't have brotherhood? I'm not done. Oh, okay. They have they have not brotherhood. Just full out full that... metal alchemist. Nope, not okay. They and, gotta have brotherhood. And the sacred star of uh Milos. I don't even know what that is. Neither do I. But no, they do not have <laughs> full metal brotherhood. I was feeling good about that one. Oh yeah. Mine, I have regular Full Metal Alchemist too. I guess that counts. Yeah. Although it sucks. Okay, <laughs> we need to find something good. <laughs> yeah, something good that both of our Netflix has that's not a Netflix original. How about, uh? oh, I have Sherlock. Do you have the Italian you have job? Sherlock? The Italian job. Nope, no Italian job. Born Ultimatum? No Sherlock. Born Identity, Born Supremacy, Born Ultimatum. Yeah, there we go, the Borns. Okay, good, we found it. The one thing. Assuming you like the Bourne movies. Do you like the Bourne movies? Not really. Oh. oh. <laughs> Does it count as good, maybe? I only have Ultimatum, by the way. I don't have the first two. Oh, I have Bourne Identity, Supremacy, Ultimatum, Bourne Legacy, and Jason Bourne. Dang. You have all the Bournes. I only have the one. I do like Ultimatum. Okay. I feel like one was really good. I feel like two got too caught up in like the close angle choppy cam. Here's a fight scene where everything is a shin, and you can't tell what's happening. Course. Uh, and then in Ultimatum, they backed it off a little bit, and it's much better uh, fight choreography, I think. Also, there's a really good moment in Born Ultimatum where Born is chasing like an assassin, and the dude knows he's being followed. Right. And he puts down the like the, he's just in the streets of Spain, and the dude puts down a bag next to a car, knowing that Jason sees it. Mm. And then Born goes up to like grab it, and this car bomb explodes like right as he goes past it. Like he's not even to the bag yet. The bomb was in something else, and just knocks him into this wall. It's so great. <laughs> I just really like confident bad guys. It was a great moment. Okay, sounds good. Totally baited him. <laughs> so you should check it out. No. Um... <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Well, no. When it's a series like that, I feel compelled to watch all of them, like in order. Completionist, right? Right. The first yeah. one I thought was just kind of eh. I've tried to watch it like three times now i've only gone uh, like halfway the first one is ah eh, the first one's really good it's, it's a little slow sure it is it's not as okay the future borns get more actiony they get more um like straight up i just beat everybody up to get what i want to okay. happen yeah. 
identity is much more about espionage and sneaking around and breaking into places and getting information and things. That said, one does have the scene where the dude, where Jason Bourne beats somebody up with a magazine. That's a pretty good scene. Okay. I guess you never got there, unfortunately. I guess not. <laughs> I have Star Wars The Last Jedi. Huh? I mean, it's pretty debatable whether or not that's a good movie these days. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. We talked about it. We didn't like it all that much. No, I do not have The Last Jedi, but I have Rogue One. That's weird. It's the only Star Wars movie on the uh, service as well. I have Rogue One, Last Jedi, uh, just those two. And I guess I have The Clone Wars. Both versions? Oh, no. One's a movie. TV show and the movie. Got it. Ragnarok's on Netflix. Guardians of the Galaxy. Doctor Strange. There's actually better movies on here than I thought there were last I checked. Dark Knight's on here. I didn't know that. The Warcraft movie's on here. Is it really? Yep. Did you watch the Warcraft movie? Did we talk about it? Uh, I haven't seen it recently enough to talk about it, but I did I did enjoy well, it. Oh, no. Did we do a podcast on it? Oh, no. No, it came out before the podcast did. It must have been fairly... When did it come out? 2016. Okay, yeah. So not that long before the podcast came out. Not that long, but it did. Because it was like summer 2016 released may. in june 10th may 24th. or in australia may may 24th hmm. all i want to say about that is that the orc stuff i thought was really well done and the human stuff was boring hot garbage um i did not care a lick about any of the human characters the orcs were awesome and the half orc was awesome too well but if mean, you were full human in that movie i mean given the fact i couldn't name any of the characters now other than maybe Cadgar. there you go but having, I, I went in not knowing anything about Warcraft lore. Like, I knew a couple things. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, it was fine. I just, there are such better stories to tell in the Warcraft universe. I don't know why they went, like, pre-Warcraft 1 with it. It's just, it's weird. It's a weird angle to take. Warcraft 2 has a better story, I think. Hmm. Whatever. Warcraft movie. The thing is, it really tanked in the States. Oh, um, yeah. But China, China loved it because they like anything that has big fight scenes and war things and explosions and stuff. Right. And so we might actually get a sequel just because of <laughs> Chinese money. <laughs> I'll take it. Which makes me laugh. I'll probably see it. I hope I hope it would be better is all I'm saying. Hoping something could be better. That applies to everything. Mm-hmm. Name, name, name something that you think is so good you couldn't ever want it to be better. One Punch Man. If One Punch Man Season 2 is as good as One Punch Man Season 1, I will be ecstatic. Yeah, but that's because it's already good. Yeah. But if it was better, you, you wouldn't didn't... be upset. <laughs> I don't, I don't see how it could even be possible. One Punch Man is so good. Like, Rick and Morty levels of, I go back yeah. and look at the episodes, and I'm like, oh, this episode. Ooh, this episode. Ooh, it's this one. It's like, okay, they're all great. One Punch Man is top to bottom, start to finish, amazing. I could really hope the rest of Rick and Morty is better. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, whenever we get it. Eventually, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And I say this a lot, but I've just learned over the last few years that if there's super quality entertainment that's incredible, like Cream of the Crop, it comes out when it comes out. Yeah. The really, really great stuff isn't on, you know, a rote schedule. Hey, when is uh, the more Game of Thrones coming out? Uh, January. January. Ooh, it's getting close. Oh my gosh, I've been waiting for so long. <laughs> yeah. And at this point, my hopes for the final half of the season, or whatever they're calling it, is just that it doesn't suck. Like, if it's passable, I'm down. You hope it's better than the last one? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Like, an uh, impromptu discussion about some things in Game of Thrones came up in a Reddit thread I was reading. It wasn't even, like, our Game of Thrones. It was something else entirely different. But uh, just how, like, 
Gendry ran from wherever the crap they were north of the wall to the wall in like a day and all the people survived on this island surrounded by monsters for four and a half days without any food and there's just a lot of logistical problems with some of the stuff that happened there okay. and I don't know and I don't like that Arya has super killer assassin powers when she didn't really actually complete or even necessarily start her training so I just I could go through a huge list of things I'm complaining about and probably have on the podcast before. And that said, I will absolutely be there watching the new episode of Game of Thrones when it comes out in January. Okay. No questions asked. Honestly, part of it is because it is marketed as the final season. Mm, okay. Whereas if they were like, here's the next season, we're going to keep going until people stop watching, I'd probably bail. Fair enough. That's when they'd stop. Because <laughs> people are bailing. Yeah. 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 Well, I would. I don't know if other people would. I'm not sure how long it would take people to bail on Game of Thrones if it just continued at this level of quality forever. I mean, I bailed on it two seasons ago. <laughs> yeah, see? So. I don't know if you're a good example either, though. Yeah, probably not. But yeah, Rick and Morty I'm waiting for. I'm kind of waiting for new Sherlock episodes a little bit. Again, the last season wasn't fantastic. I have not watched the last season. A season four? Oh. I didn't realize you weren't caught up. I mean, it just, like, season three is not particularly brilliant. Uh, no, it's not as good as one or two, for sure. Four just, you don't care about spoilers, right? No, not even a little bit. So four's like, hey, guess what? There's a secret sister of Sherlock and Moriarty we've never talked about before and referred to in any way. Here she is. It's like, wait, what? Huh? <laughs> and by the way, she's smarter than any of them. It's like, no, but, okay. Then why isn't the show named, Sher like, Sister Sherlock? Like, if... Because she's she's locked up. She's locked. Oh, okay. That that would be the great spin-off show where it's a prison detective show. She's locked up. Ooh, yeah. That's, like Silence of the Lambs. No, Clarice isn't locked up. No, she's not. But she's consulting with Hannibal. I mean, she's getting all of her theories from Hannibal. Yeah, she's yeah. not doing the investigation on her own. <laughs> not a lot, but some. No, no, no. Imagine like imagine you have imagine a world. Where there's such a giant prison population, they just form one mega city, kind of like Arkham City, I guess, Batman, where they just sure. cut the city in half and be like, all right, Arkham Island's too full, we're just going to give them half the city. And so you have someone who's an inmate, but is also like the resident detective. Oh, okay. So can't leave the prison, but solves crimes within the prison. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. She's I'd locked up. that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, she is. There you go. And don't mind me, she escapes within like five minutes of you meeting her. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Like she's been locked up for her whole life, but as soon as the cameras show her, she escapes. No big deal. Of course. And, oh, you know how Moriarty kills himself at the end of three or two? Yeah. One yeah. of those? Three, yeah. Yeah, so there's this scene where Moriarty is in a helicopter. He lands and then he walks into this prison where the sister is. And you're like, holy crap, he survived? All the theories were true? And then they're like, nah, just kidding. That was a flashback. No indication it was a flashback. They didn't give any hints whatsoever. They're just like, they just let the viewership believe that he was alive for about 15 minutes. And then they're like, nope, just kidding. <laughs> that was bad. Is he actually alive? No. Because at the end of three, he, kill, like, he kills himself like right at the start of the last episode. Yeah. And then Sherlock's being exiled. And they call him back, like, immediately as the plane takes off. They're like, all right, you're... Yes! And the guy is, exactly. like, all over the screen. It's Moriarty being like, I'm back. <laughs> Did you miss me? Yeah. Yep. No, he... So he is dead. He's super dead. Okay. Yep. It's bad. 
It's really stupid. And it like bothers me. I'm bringing this up again. I'd forgotten. <laughs> uh, deep breaths. <sighs> deep breaths. Also, I should not just scroll through Netflix because they have a lot of things I really want to watch all of a sudden. <laughs> like what? Let's see if I've got it. Like what? Uh, what do I need to watch that Netflix has? Psychopaths. I kind of need to watch The Hateful Eight. Like I'm a Tarantino fan and The Hateful Eight is not getting a lot of great buzz, but at the same time, it's a Tarantino movie and I should probably watch it. I keep getting The Hateful Eight mixed up with a... I can't remember what it is. It's... What? No, sorry. The Ridiculous Six. Oh, yeah. That's understandable. <laughs> <laughs> so I keep thinking, oh, no, I've seen The Hateful Eight. And then I remember um, it doesn't have... Uh, G- not, not Jim Carrey. Who's the Happy Madison guy? Billy... Uh, Adam Sandler. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Adam Sandler is not in The Hateful Eight. Correct. <laughs> well yeah. played. Uh, also, I, I should rewatch Serenity. I do love Serenity so very, very much. Watch Fly Fly first. I've seen Firefly. I prefer to watch Serenity. Thank you very much. Sacrilege. See, look, it's got Boondock Saints. When you made me watch that, I had to buy it off YouTube. I don't think it was on Netflix at the time. Maybe well, I didn't look. Things come, come here. They do. do they but lesson Saints learned, too? I should do a better job searching on Netflix for stuff I need to watch. Do they have Boondock Saints 2? Yeah. Uh, Boondock Saints. No. Ah. It recommends Boondock Saints and then Gangs of New York, which actually I should probably watch too. Disappointing. Boondock Saints 2 is pretty good. That is quite disappointing. Uh, what else? What else am I seeing as I'm scrolling through here that I really do need to watch? Mm-hmm. It's got the Shannara Chronicles? Dang. I heard that was bad. It was bad. Okay. And I think that's why it's on Netflix already. Mm. Scrolling through, I see it's got uh, Arrested Development. <laughs> oh, I do need to watch season five. Uh. <laughs> that was a good sound. It's got Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. which I've watched all of. I don't feel like watching again, but it was very, very good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can confirm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Blue Mountain State. <laughs> I should go back and Blue watch Mountain that. State? Yeah. It's a comedy. I know the name, but I forget. I feel like I've mentioned okay. it up before. Yeah. It's a comedy show about college football. Like, from the 90s, right? No. no. Early 2000s? 2011. 2011? Yeah. Hmm. I thought the high school football comedies were all about uh, 1990s. No. All right. 2011. I mean, it's college football. What more could you ask for? Is it college or high school? College. Looking at it and like the artwork that they put while you're looking at it shows them in a giant stadium. That giant stadium disappears immediately after episode one. And it come, Brilliant. Their stadium becomes just a field. <laughs> <laughs> With no explanation? No. Well, okay. There's no, no explanation why it goes from like massive stadium to a field with some like stair seats things what do you what do you call those bleachers yeah 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 just regular high school level bleachers Uh yeah that's pretty much what they we don't have those here so oh not at at high schools at least anyway so your rugby matches don't have bleachers no people just stand on the sideline yeah oh hmm i mean anyway i mean at a stadium they'll have elevated seats yes no that's a stadium i just remember i went to a rugby match in south africa when i was there and i believe it was like high school level and they did have bleachers like they weren't big they were high school level just enough for a couple hundred people to watch without having to crowd around the outside right okay but yes they make they make no mention of it in the show 
That's funny. Like, nobody will notice. Uh, I have a feeling they hired the stadium for a day to get their shots. They could use them as promotional art. Mm -hmm. And then they're just like, all right, an actual, (laughs) what I actually expect to be a high school field. Nobody will ask questions at all. Yeah. Oh, my Netflix has the IT crowd. Ooh, good show. Good show. Really good. All right. Well, enough Netflix chat, I say. Okay. You know what I want to talk about? Nope. Is Braddock. Braddock? Braddock. Who's Braddock? Did you? Oh, you left the gauntlet. No, I didn't. That was all right. (laughs) I'm playing with with you. Oh, smart. (laughs) All right. I'm going to tell this story because more people listen to the podcast than watch that gauntlet episode. Uh huh. Gauntlet tournament. So I'm casting the Gauntlet Global Open number 54 with Just Jordan Sunday night, uh, August the 19th. And we have a TBT matchup coming in. It's Kelizer, the Brazilian professional Terran player versus Braddock, a Russian Terran player. Now, here's the thing. Jordan started playing StarCraft Legacy of the Voidish. Didn't really uh, know it existed until then. Mm-hmm. And he's been casting a lot of Copa America, which involves a lot of Kelizer and Special stomping noobs. Mm-hmm. So th- th- it comes up, and I go, well, who do you think has the series? And Jordan goes, oh, Kelizer. Kelizer is heavily favored. And I was like, what? I took extreme offense to that comment because because braddock's been around since brood war man he is old school starcraft he's 31 years old kelizer is 22 and yes braddock hasn't been competing in major professional events but i just felt like he's been back in the scene a little bit recently he has a whole lot of experience to draw from his uh terran mech style is fairly terrifying in a lot of ways and so i just made the comment that no i don't think this is going to be a kelizer 2-0 not by any stretch and somebody in the comments, somebody in the Twitch chat said, oh, yeah, no, 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 this is this is an easy, easy win for Kelzer. It's going to be a 2-0 Kelzer, no doubt about it. And I said, are okay. Let's bet on this because I'm feeling like that is just an incorrect statement all the way around. So officially, and Somicron can confirm, I bet everybody in Twitch chat lunch. If Kelzer 2-0'd Braddock, I would buy everybody in Twitch chat lunch. But if Kelizer did not 2-0 Braddock, then everybody in Twitch chat would owe me lunch. And everybody said yes. Well, okay. Let me clarify something there. <laughs> oh, no. Clarifications. Some of the people in Twitch chat said yes. There was maybe like 15 people talking in Twitch chat over the, like the 80 people watching the show. <laughs> True. So it's, the number is significant. Buying 15 people lunch is no small feat. But it's not as large as one might be- let you believe. True fact. Yes. True, true fact. Anyway, the point is, I put my money where my mouth was for my old school StarCraft player, Braddock, and he 2-1 Kelzer. It was great. It was a really, really good uh, TBT series. If you, I mean, if you don't watch The Gauntlet, you should. Twitch.tv slash gauntletse2. The VOD's up there. If you want to go back and watch, it's the, one of the semifinals is Kelzer versus Braddock, and it's a great series. Really, really fantastic stuff there, and, um... Braddock won, and he looked really good doing it, mm-hmm. and then ended up winning the whole thing, mm-hmm. beating Starkiller in the final with a pretty solid 3-0 and a best of five, so yep. don't count out the old folks is all I'm saying. I, I will just say, Kelzer was still favored to win, right? Based on what? Looky luck? Uh, I don't know. I haven't looked it up, but I would still say, like, I would still put my money on Kelzer the next time they meet. Interesting. Okay, but you wouldn't say a sweep by Kelzer at this point. uh uh-huh. When was the last time Braddock was in w- like BlizzCon? When was the last time he went to BlizzCon? I don't know. When's the last time he showed up to a WCS qualifying event? I have no idea. That's the problem. I yeah. don't. I don't know. I, can't, uh, I would put. 
if I was made to bet, I'm going to put money on the person I've seen play. Sure. And I get that. But what if he's really good and just never bothers to try and qualify for these WCS events right now? Then and then I you can't know. say, I mean, it's different, right? It's different. What's he doing here, though? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying it's different if he's trying to qualify for WCS events and not even making it to the round of 16 or something and just failing in the group stages over and over and over. And Kelzer's making it to these group stages and or making it to the bracket and progressing. Is Ravok American? That, that, no, he's Russian. Russian, okay. Because yeah, so my he's a foreigner. My understanding would be Kelzer gets it to gets his spot in WC events through Copa America, probably, right? Because uh, yeah, I guess so. Which means, like, and I don't know what system Russia has set up for getting players. For as I know, it's just like an open free for all in the open brackets of WCS events. Right. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. Somebody should research that for us and let us know. <laughs> hey, people, do our work. <laughs> yeah, somebody who's like somebody who's Russian and listens to the podcast, shoot me an email at falconpaladin at gmail.com and explain how this works. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was so happy. I was so proud when Braddock wins game one. And I was like, yes, I win the bet. And then he won the whole series. It mm-hmm. was wonderful. It was it's a wonderful true. moment. Yep. And now all of you know about it as opposed to like the 15 people that were actually watching the stream yesterday. Well, 80 people that were watching the stream. Come on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. sure. I mean, congratulations. You called it correctly. Thank you. Yeah. It's very proud. Yep. You beat the curse. Uh, I did. The caster curse was averted. It's the one time this year. <laughs> what? No. How dare you? I'm saying, I'm just, I just mean the caster curse strikes more often than people. Oh, not that I'm bad at predicting things. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but yes. Good. It's, it's striking. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Foot removed from mouth. <laughs> well played. Cool. So, oh. so is uh, Duddles joining us today? Uh, nope. Duddles <laughs> is not joining us today. Not sure what happened with Duddles. What I can tell you with some confidence, though, is that I will have a special co-caster for the next cheese compilation that is not going to be just Jordan. Uh, does his name teaser. start with an F? Teaser. It's a teaser. I'm not going to give any more hints. Hints are for lesser wimps. It's a horrible teaser if I'm like, well, here's the first letter of his name and... Well, it is a he. I'll give you that. It's not a female co-caster. That narrows it down. Dude, this is... Do here? I mean, look, I already know it's... Do you? Do you know that? Am I wrong? I bet you lunch. I'm just asking. Do you know that? I have a strong feeling. I'm not risking my lunch on this bet. How dare you? <laughs> you owe me a lunch. <laughs> so a BlizzCon player, you'll bet lunch on for like 80 people yeah. over some... Just some guy who's never had results anywhere but has been around forever. But... Yeah. Whether or not I can make a reasonable assumption based on information that I have, you will not bet lunch. That is correct. It sounds like you know you'll lose that bet. <laughs> is that what it sounds like? Huh, that, that's that, weird. That is what it sounds like. Well, that's for the listener to decide, Somicron. Anyway, uh, yes, the next cheese compilation for August. Mm-hmm. When's that coming Actually, out? Actually, that, that's going to come out the 29th of August. Okay. I can't remember what my schedule was. Did I say the fourth Wednesday or the last Wednesday of the month? I don't know. I don't either. It's right around there, though. The last Wednesday-ish of every month is when those come out. Mm-hmm. Okay. In other news about the channel, I, the One Trick Wednesday is difficult, everybody. I'm going to tell you that. Mm-hmm. The last one, the One Trick Wednesday challenge that won was called Transformers, which just meant that anything that could transform, you could use in the game, which incredibly broad? Reasonably. Like, over half of all units can transform, I feel like, in one way or another. Okay, maybe it's not that many. 
<laughs> I mean, there's a lot of units, sure. Yeah. So the problem is, with these kind of challenges, I need to look at them and say, all right, did they keep the spirit of the challenge? Did they make a zealot somewhere, right? Did they make a... I'm trying to think of a zerg unit that doesn't transform at all. <laughs> Uh, mutilisk make a mutilisk or an infester somewhere yeah exactly and then if they do but the game's amazing otherwise then they didn't win actually you get a free pass on everything because everything transforms from a lava from larva that's a good point see see <laughs> so it's really broad which makes it hard anyway and then i got literally six replays mm -hmm. attempting the challenge and i just brrr, i need more participation people if i'm mm -hmm. gonna do this i mean the reason i discontinued it in the first place is that i one of them challenges i got four submissions for the whole thing yeah that's not even enough for a whole broadcast like i usually try to get those ones around an hour and that's not enough unless like one of them turns into a macro game somehow yeah, that's true. In which case, they're probably not sticking to the rules. Depends on what it is. That's the other thing. Some of the challenges really create short, exciting games. And some of the challenges are just regular macro-style games that aren't really differentiated from normal casts that I do. Yeah. Mass bailing challenge is a lot of fun. Mm. And did lead to some short games by necessity. Because <laughs> at some point, the mass bailing player is really at a disadvantage to anybody who can make error. Yeah. And other ones, other challenges, like this Transformers one, you could just run a straight-up Roach Ravager Hydra Lurker macro game in right. ZVZ, and it would be indistinguishable from any other ZVZ that I cast. Have you considered doing it like how Pig does his IC4 show? So as far as I know, we pretty much do the same thing, but explain how it's different. He does it live, right? I think people are more willing uh -huh. to tune in to watch themselves be casted live than in VODs. Okay, so everything's the same. It's just that he casts from the replays he receives on Twitch. Yeah, that, like he doesn't okay. screen them. He just, well, actually, you don't email them to Pig. You give them to a, like someone who I assume screens them. But yeah, yeah. If, it's a, if it's a bad replay, you fill the gaps with like chat interaction which sure. i mean gives you the same content but just in a different form slightly different yeah i get which, that which is so if you still want to have those challenges you can just do them in a different way got it do that's actually not a bad idea resurrecting one trick wednesday on the twitch might be a good way to draw people over to twitch yeah because boy howdy have i been promoting the crap out of my twitch channel and i still have like 100 followers mm -hmm. followers they don't come quick you gotta be there no. consistently, regularly, doing everything. I lied. I think I have... 400 Wait, hang on. What's the, yeah, 479. What's the difference between followers and following? The heck is that? Following of the people you follow. Oh, that's who I follow? Yeah. And then followers is who follows me? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert, Falcon follows 30 people on Twitch. <laughs> 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 yeah but I, i've talked about this before it's really hard for me to get people uh, like that follow me on youtube to other platforms i have maybe 800 people following me on facebook maybe seven or 600 on twitter and i'm consistently doing stuff out there it's not like it's a dead account people go there and say ah, nothing's happening here i'm not gonna follow this guy like i'm being fairly active with it but mm. it doesn't matter it's like if you're on youtube you don't want to go anywhere else yeah mm. i mean it's i don't know i don't think i'm alone with that one no. um I was checking out Husky because I compare myself to every in every way to what Husky did and does. <laughs> By the way, who teased something's coming soon last week and nothing's happened yet. And then shut down his entire YouTube channel. No, he shut down the channel and then made the changes to his Facebook page and his Twitter page. Okay. So like, uh, here, let me link you to his Twitter. He changed the banner on his Twitter to this soon TM thing about a week ago. Huh. But yeah, he has 116,000 followers and 
there were over 900,000 people subscribed to him on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So yeah, for him, even for him, it was a one in 10 thing of people who would go to another platform for him. It's a very low conversion rate. Super low. And I need to find an example of someone who successfully did it and see how they did it. Okay. Total Biscuit, I think is a good example for this because just looking at it and i mean his account is still going up in subscribers now that his wife has taken over the channel yes so he has 2.2 million subscribers and on youtube on youtube and if we look at him on twitch where is he see the following list on the sidebar the following channels is not in alphabetical order and i hate that That's so stupid, yeah. Like, I get live being at the top, but everything else should be alphabetical, right? Yep, 100%. And then I keep missing the fact that this is like a show more button. He has half a million followers on YouTube, so that's at least around 25%. It's a fourth, yeah. Yeah, uh, given how many Twitch emotes he has, like he has over 50, that puts him somewhere in the thousand range of subscribers yeah pretty good so of the 2.5 million people who subscribe to him on youtube a thousand people pay five bucks a month for his content Mm -hmm. maybe more yep but yeah that's amazing Mm -hmm. i don't know it makes me wonder if i'd chosen to go twitch when i started three years ago what my numbers would be different different well definitely different i think starting on youtube is probably the better way like i think okay so there's a video and I don't know where I'm going to find it, but it's of a guy basically breaking down on stream because he's realizing that Twitch is never going to work for him. Like, he's never going to be a huge... Because, I mean, it's a superstar economy, right? You People at the top shine the biggest and the brightest, and they do well, and everyone else just kind of does, you know, well enough. And then there's a... Anywhere from nothing to okay. Yeah, right. And there's yeah. just a huge amount of people down there at nothing. And he's talking about how his girlfriend left him, all his friends have just abandoned him. Because he was, he, he like, he, he, streaming had basically ruined his life. He's streaming like 16 hours a day? Just, I don't know. I, I guess. Like at some, okay. at some point. Yeah. Sure. All right. So he's bummed out because he's never going to be ninja. Got it. Well, it, like he's never even going to have enough to be able to do it full time. Like you don't need to be ninja to be able to do it full time. Yeah. But... Well, that's the weird thing. Cause like you said, it's a, it's a haves and haves not. So there's people who are making hundreds and thousands of dollars a year off this, but where are the people that are making like. I don't know, $50,000 a year off Twitch. It seems like a weird space that not pe- many people live in that I've seen. I mean, I would uh, I would say the people who make that kind of money are the people with the most diverse revenue streams. So, you know, Total Biscuit, Jesse Cox, yep. um, you know, the people who do YouTube and Twitch and then they have their own merch line and then yeah. occasionally take in, what are they called? It's like product placements. Take sure. sponsorship deals, They'll, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Like play our game. Or use something or yeah. have a chair on stream, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay, Jesse Cox, I think, is a great example for this because he has his show on YouTube is literally called Jesse Sells Out for that. And <laughs> the, the like overlay of, like thumbnail is always him, like a cartoon him, in like a child's tricycle riding through piles of money. It's fantastic. Fantastic. It screams, yes, this is paid advertisement, but it, it's still fun to watch. So do you think he's in that kind of middle class making money off of the internet? Yeah. Talking about games thing? I would absolutely say that's where he's at. Okay, so it's it's professional, but he's not getting filthy rich off it. Yeah. He also has his own YouTube red show, if I remember correctly. Does he really? Uh-huh. How many people have their own red show, I wonder? Not many, because that uh, YouTube original is like the one tab I never look at. Yeah, no kidding. I hate it. Do you have YouTube red? I don't. It, okay. the, yeah, YouTube keeps trying to shove those down my throat, and it's like, no, I don't want any of these YouTube superstars on my feed. Leave me alone. Well, here's the thing. On my subscription feed, these do not show up, so I, I'm, I'm like happy right. for that. 
But I love not seeing ads on YouTube. <laughs> I couldn't live without it. Well, I couldn't consistently watch YouTube if I had to watch ads. It would drive me insane. So I'm trying to look for his show, and I just can't see it. Yeah, I've got his YouTube channels here, 963,000 subscribers, mm. which is great. I mean, I don't know if it's like his, his show, but I know he wrote it. Or wrote, yeah, here it is. It's called Good Game. It's technically done by the Game, game Grumps. Oh, okay. Bigger. Yep. Slightly bigger. Um... But he wrote it, and he's in it, so... Okay. Well, he helped write it. Yeah. So he's definitely in a position that's, you know, he's not making Logan Paul levels of money and turning into a complete dick, but he's definitely in a position where he's got enough money and the ability to work with other content creators and, like, keep interest coming to his channels, even though he's in, like, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram. He's all over the place. Right. Yeah. It's... This good game like a sitcom? Um, kind the, of. Kind of. There's six episodes, so mm-hmm. it's a, a little short for a sitcom. But uh, no, that's the whole point of situational comedy. Is everything wraps up in the no. same episode? No, no, no. It's much more linear. Okay, it's serialized. So basically, the story is there's a team of pro like esports players who are trying to get like sponsored and make it to the finals, and yeah, it's all about that. Is it reality TV? No. Or is it totally fictional? Totally fictional. I mean, okay. the main character, his like in-game avatar, is Booger Boss. I don't know anyone who in reality would call themselves Booger Boss. I don't know, man. I don't think it matters. I uh, don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's an okay show. It's, it's not brilliant. Uh, Jesse plays the guy who created the game in the show. It's like a Dota-esque game that they play, and he like a fictional game. They don't play a real one. He built it by himself in the show. In the show, okay. In, in the fictional. So that's how you know it's fictional because these days no one builds, no one writes their own video game. It just doesn't happen anymore. Well, at it least does. not something as complex as Dota. No, but people do play their own, like write their own games, and they do can get very popular if they're good. They um, do. I mean, it's all it's, it's shovel knight, it's roguelike stuff, it's pixel art stuff. But I'm just saying something along the lines of a AAA game or oh no, um, no they're not really doing AAA games. Smaller indie teams are still producing high quality content like that. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But nobody's writing their own game by themselves, start to finish anymore. Um, no, well, not at that level. Not at that level. Yes, I will agree with you. Yeah. Not at a triple A level, or even like at a double A level. I don't think whatever I mean, that means. Yeah, that that's a weird area to define because I would put Undertale in that level of being double A. Like it's cl- it's clearly indie, right? And it's written by one dude. Yes. But I yes. would st- I would still say it's better than the large pack of indie crap that comes out. The shovelware <laughs> stuff. It stands out. Yeah. Mm. Let's stop like Stardew Valley is in that area as well. Yeah, Stardew Valley. Speaking of Stardew Valley, if you're unaware, uh, patrons patrons of either the YouTube channel or the podcast, which you can subscribe to on Patreon.com, mm-hmm. uh, link in the show notes, have access to Let's Plays done by Somicron and I, and we recently picked up Stardew Valley that we started. So the new episode came out a couple days ago at this point, so if you mm-hmm. want to check it out, uh, watch us fumble around trying to plant parsnips, mm-hmm. then uh, you can subscribe to to us on patreon.com for as little as a dollar a month that's all actually after we played it i went back and played it a little bit more Hmm. i started my own farm and the first thing i did was i ran to the like store and bought 500 gold coins worth of parsnips by the time i like harvested the first ones i had so much money i bought so many parsnips i couldn't like plot the land plant them and water them all with just the energy i had (laughs) that's why it's co-op (laughs) <laughs> Gotta work together. Yes, but then I realized you can make snacks that give you energy back. So. Oh, good. There is food. I was wondering about that. Yes. It does suck when it's three in the afternoon and you're like, well, <laughs> there's nothing I'm to done. do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess it's time for bed. <laughs> Although, you know what does suck? When your partner role plays an introvert 
who's afraid to go outside <laughs> and talk to people. Not afraid to go outside. It's afraid to talk to people. Uh, outside the farm. Yes. Okay. And I, I, did, I did some Googling. Mm-hmm. We are not shutting down the community center. But, 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 but we, but we are, though, just, just, because just, we hate just, community. Just, no, I love that show. <laughs> just, be, just in terms of efficiency, we're not shutting it down. If we shut it down, we literally get nothing. I'm willing to sacrifice efficiency to not have to talk to people. I'm still upset there was that cutscene of the mayor's like, hey, you're here for some reason. No, I was not next to you for some reason. I've been avoiding people. You can't suck me into a conversation from across the whole town. <laughs> He's very mad. But we need that center. Otherwise, mm. otherwise winter rolls around and we can't grow anything except for in there. Apparently, mm. we cannot build our own greenhouse, but they can. We'll see. God damn it. <laughs> You're impossible, you blue-haired freak. Uh, no. Blue-skinned. My blue-skinned. skin is blue. Get it right. You blue-skinned freak. There we are. Cut. No one will notice. Freak. That's something that I really, really enjoy. Is that you can have blue skin. Nobody else in the universe has blue skin, and everybody treats you normal. There's no way. There's no way you move to a new town, and everybody's like, when I am making no notice of your skin color that is blue. Mm. Like, if Navi just showed up on Earth, and like, everyone's like, oh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah. Everyone's chill about it. No big mm. deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so silly. So, so silly. All right. Well, time to wrap it up, I think. Time to wrap it up. It sure is. Sure is. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for another edition of the Falcon Paladin Hour. Again, check out the merch. There's stuff in the show notes you can check out there. Um, And until next time, as always, thanks for being here and listening on your commute or while you're doing the dishes or whatever. And until next time, you take care of yourself.